0: Are you kidding? Well, I'm not done yet. Dwight, this fits in the palm of my hand. You haven't blown them up enough. Why have you chosen brown and gray balloons? They match the carpet. What is that? It is your birthday it's period, even a fact. Not even an exclamation
1: point? This is more professional.
0: Coaches, welcome into a special edition episode of Essential Coaching Conversations. This is not episode 39. This is a special edition for our third birthday. Insert cheering fans here. I will do that in post. Don't worry. Uh, Kyle, happy birthday to EC. What a momentous, momentous occasion.
1: Absolutely, man. Happy birthday to you and to all of the, the Essential Coaching family out there. Uh, it's hard to believe that you know this week, as uh, well when this episode comes out uh, on this Wednesday night, Thursday morning, that three years ago, the week of of you know mid April, we had our very very first uh, coaching calls over Zoom um, back in the middle of the the COVID lockdown, and it was uh, I believe April fifteenth was the the first actual day, and we had two calls with probably about 15 to 20 coaches on each call. Mm-hmm. We had about three dozen or so total coaches that, um, you know, were on the first ones with us and we really had no idea where this was going to go. Um, and we think we had, you know, kind of some hopes and dreams about what we might be able to do. Um, but I don't think we foresaw, um, you know, the, the Twitter chat. I don't think we foresaw a podcast. I don't think we foresaw, you know, blogs and medium pages and, you know, all these different outlets and, and and avenues where we've been able to share some of our ideas and our content, um, and even possibly teasing, you know, a, a book in the future. But that first call, I, I think about it quite often, um, in the fact that, you know, how do you eat an elephant, right? One bite at a time, like you have to start with something. And just the fact that, um, I guess we kind of had the courage to send out invites and say, "Hey, does anybody anybody and we don't know these people, you know, Mm -hmm. people we don't know, complete strangers from around the world, you know, are you willing to hop on a call with us and 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 just kind of talk about coaching in life and um, to to their credit, you know, people said yes, and that that probably speaks to how bored everybody was. (laughs) But that
0: that first call didn't go smoothly. Oh no! Do you remember this? Not at all.
1: It was an absolute disaster from it a technology a standpoint wreck.
0: from a technology standpoint. Yeah. We yeah, hadn't we figured have... out zoom cause it was, it was a month into the pandemic and we were still trying to figure it out. I actually think, um, I actually think the first call was on Google meets. It, it was forced to be because the zoom like couldn't, for some reason we couldn't get everybody on the zoom. And then people were, we, we sent out an emergency email, I think of here's a Google meet link. Let's try this. And it turned out to be a total disaster. I think we started the call 20 minutes late because we were trying to get people on it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And we heard from some people afterwards. They're like, oh, we couldn't get into the Google meet. We couldn't get onto the zoom. We were like, we'll get it
1: figured out for next time. Hopefully there is a next time. Right. And then we, we tried it again later that that was in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then we tried another one in the, in the evenings. And I think that one went a little bit smoother. And then I believe two days later we all hopped on again and and it just kind of went from there. But yeah, that was um, it didn't get off to the smoothest of starts. Um, and again, like now Zoom is a an everyday part right. of life. Um, but back then it was, a, I'd never even heard of it uh, right. going in, into that. You know, I, I, knew of, I knew of Skype and I knew of FaceTime. I didn't know anything about Google Meets and Zooms and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, so obviously we don't ever want to have to go through something like that again. But I, I think it took those variables and and that those circumstances that sort of helped birth a lot of this that allowed people the time and the space to come together. And again, everybody was probably bored out of their minds. They were willing to do anything and talk to anybody. And, uh, you know, that probably didn't help us get that stuff off the ground. And then it was just very neat to see what that evolved into. And, you know, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have already had some things out on social this week and continuing, uh, you know, throughout the rest of this week, we're going to put up some old videos of some of the first calls from our original members and um, you know, just some insights and nuggets from them. Because again, like I think a little bit selfishly, this is this has been a little bit of a selfish journey for you and I because it was about mm-hmm. us trying to get better. And we've talked a lot about our frustrations and our growth and development, what wasn't working for us and us searching for a better solution. Our willingness to sort of ask that question that most people might not have been willing to ask or look on, you know, go down the path that somebody else might not have gone down. Just realizing that what everybody else was doing wasn't necessarily working for us. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of the crux of the idea that like your path is your solutions, that we can't take everybody else's prescribed, you know, treatments and, and, and think that those are going to cure our ills. And I think just everybody else's willingness to come on and kind of be vulnerable and share some of what they were willing to say hey this isn't working for me either and we very quickly started to realize that we weren't alone mm-hmm. and so kind of from a, from a little bit more of a you know a, a selfish viewpoint of we needed to get better we realized hey there are a lot of people out here who really want to get better in these traditional methods of you know avenues of how people were getting better weren't necessarily working for them either they weren't and we working nor
0: were they available at the time Right. And, you know, and we, we could not just go, go to Las Vegas and like go to the clinic at the Orleans
1: arena. Exactly. And even, even before COVID, I'd never had an opportunity to do something like that. Right. Um, and, and so, you know, could there be not, not to say like a better way, but just a different way, a way that would work for other people. And, and, you know, our, our vision is to create exponential generational change. And the mission was to do that day by day through creating the deepest connected coaching community in the world. And it was very neat that, you know, we've now been able to show up in, you know, four continents that we know of um, with direct contacts, you know, through Europe, Australia, you know, North America, uh, South America, and, you know, and either Africa. through Africa, either through actual coaching calls, either through the podcast, either through, you know, spaces like Twitter, Twitter, direct messaging, Twitter chats, things like that. Just, it's neat how small, how big the world is, but then how small it can become and and how you can connect with other people. And, you know, to be able to say that we had an idea three years ago and three years later, we're still sitting here, you know, getting to actively pursue those ideas and try to sharpen them, be, be creative, you know, even more still and try to find ways to, to connect with more people. And we've had some wins and some successes along the way. We've had a lot of, a lot of, you know, bumps and bruises and failures Mm -hmm. and, you know, things that we thought were going to happen a lot faster than they actually did along the way too. But, um, you know, it's just really neat that, you know, we, we are still in, in communication with a a large group of people that we didn't even know three years ago. And, you know, we're, we're texting and talking with them on a daily basis now. And I just think that's really, really cool. I think what's also really cool is that
0: we are two like regular guys. We aren't part of some multi-million dollar company. We are not part of some conglomerate that let us go do our own thing. Um, I think those people have every right to their own hustle and all of those things. But when people talk about sort of the idea of entrepreneurial spirit and just going out and hitting publish, I think that's something that you and I are really good at. And we've stopped thinking that it's taking a chance on doing it. And I think that's like our biggest area of growth over the last three years is that the initial sort of, oh my gosh, should we do that? Should we not? I think it's actually somewhat inspirational to others. And I, and I have heard this and I'm sure you have too, Of you guys gave me the courage to step outside my comfort zone and start sharing something or to start asking more questions. Or I realized that I really didn't know anything because you guys asked really good questions. And so when you have people who are leaders in their industry contacting you for help, not, hey, how do you solve my problem? But, hey, can you help empower me to solve my own problem? That's a really cool feeling. And I think it speaks to our approachability and that's something that we started with that in mind of, okay, we want to be approachable as possible. We don't know everything. This model worked for us in terms of having these conversations. Maybe it'll work for them. Maybe it won't. If we can get Zoom figured out, we're going to be all right. The Google Meet is a nice backup right on that first day, but being able to then go from that to having sort of being the go-to for some people and I'm not saying we're the go-to for everybody we're not if we were life would be vastly different we are the go-to for the people who want us to be the go-to for them and they are our go-to and we're trying to workshop a new idea or we have a question we have a group of people that we can rely on because of that trust that we built with them because of us just consistently showing up over the last three years that they'll they're willing to tell us the truth. Hey guys, you no, know, that's a bad idea. I don't really like that idea. Here's where I think you can make this better. Some of the conversations that we have, like in our Thursday night group chat, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I've never met any of those people besides you in person. And we've only met one time. Right. But they are, I mean, amongst my closest friends in life, just because of the fact that we got to build this relationship over the last three years, where we required nothing of each other besides a willingness to connect. And that, to me, is sort of the exponential generational change catalyst, because those walls have come down, we're able to connect over things besides, hey, did you guys run Zone? Did you, you know, how did you attack this box and, you know, box and one defense? Yeah, there's some of that conversation, but the majority of that conversation is literally us talking about like the anti-inflammatory properties of athletic greens and coffee and sharing podcasts and videos and stuff like that. It's just like you create a community over those last three years that I hope continues for the next 30 years, the, the next 40 years, because that's what this is about. And getting to watch, you know, for example, like Bubba's kids, getting to watch them grow up. I mean, there's a lot that has happened, even getting to watch Kendall grow up or Ellie grow up or any of these people, like getting to watch that happen. We are living that mission and that dream every single day. And sometimes it's hard to keep that perspective, especially after three years of just like nose to the grindstone, just doing it and, and thinking like, Hey, I got to be there for this person. We got to have this call on Tuesday, this call on Thursday. We have podcast this. We got Twitter chat. I mean, like that part is exhausting. Mm -hmm. But then when you hear from somebody, it says, hey, man, this changed my life. Or like, hey, you made me a better coach. You made me a better human being. You made me a better father, mother, whatever it is. That's exactly what we want our players to leave with. But they can't leave with it until the adults in their life leave with it. And so I feel just really thankful that over the last three years we've just had an opportunity to have some really cool conversations that had nothing to do with basketball. And and I think every coach in their interviews says, "Well, how do you connect with kids? Well, we just talk about things that don't have anything to do with basketball." I feel like our coaches in in the EC fam live that every single day because we get them the reps in doing that and we get to do that with them and so I don't know I that was kind of like a rambling last five minutes but I just it's been a really cool opportunity for the last three years and, and it's just now starting really of just being able to serve and add value in whatever way we can
1: yeah and then you think about like uh I believe the first EC baby um, was Adrian out, you know, in, in Oregon. And it was like, Hey, we had our Tuesday night call and he just hops on and he's like, Hey guys, I we're headed to the hospital to have a baby. I just wanted to hop on and say, Hey, and <laughs> let you guys know that we're headed over and, you know, think about us, pray for us, but I'll keep you updated. And I got to go, you know? And I was just like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Because then we got, I think to be we a part. all
0: said like, dude, why are you on the call? Right yeah, now? go we're like, yeah, but <laughs> we got to
1: be a part of that, you know? And, um, we've had, you know, coaches that have gotten married. We've had, you know, life's in the family, deaths in in the family. We've had people that have gotten fired. We've had people that have, have won championships. We've uh, we have had people who have gotten out of coaching, you know, altogether and have done other things. We've had people that have moved from coaching into administrative positions. Um, You know, Ryan is an AD and John is a principal. I mean, we, we've had a lot of, a lot of life has happened over the last three years, uh, for everybody that we've, we've come in contact with. And it's, it's awesome to know that you have a group and, and a support group and somebody that you can share that with. Um, you know, and, and I think everybody's life looks a, a lot different, you know, than it did over three years. I mean, three years ago, I don't even remember what I was doing three years ago. Um, I think you were still I, teaching at Creek, right? T- teaching. I think I had just left Simsboro and maybe it was mm-hmm. teaching at, at Cedar Creek and now, I don't do any of those things. I'm not a coach or a teacher, and I'm doing something completely different. And, you know, it's it, and, and I'm not the only one. We've got a lot of other, you know, EC fam that have, have moved on to do other things. And I, I think, you know, I hope that a lot of the conversations that we have had through asking that next question creating some reflection, raising some awareness, building clarity for people in their lives have helped them, you know, make those types of decisions of, you know, I I don't think coaching is for me anymore. You know, I I think Mm. I'm ready to do something else. And if, and if that's the case, that's okay. You know, that's perfectly fine. Better to figure that out now and be able to move on with what's going to be more beneficial for you in your life than to drag out something for 20 years that's unfulfilling. And, you know, miss out on something that might be more fulfilling and impact people in in other ways. And so I think if, if we've done anything, that's it in creating the space to ask the question, to be vulnerable enough to, or to even know that there is probably a question out there that we need to ask, even if we Mm -hmm. don't know the exact question to ask in that moment. Uh, But to have some people that can help, you know, lean on you to be, to be able to do that. And again, just between yourself and I, like we've had a lot of life happen and, and big time decisions. And it's just nice to have somebody that understands what's going on, mm-hmm. um, that can help you do that. And then beyond that, connecting people from other walks of life, you know, use in Estonia, you know, getting Brian to go out there and right. coach with him and, um, you know, connecting Moses and Kenya with Kip in Oregon and sending the basketballs out there. And it wasn't, we didn't send those things over there. Like Moses and Kip, as you say, like they need their flowers for making that possible to potentially change some lives of people halfway across the world. But just knowing that, like through those mutual connections, that that is possible to me, what's really exciting is not just that that has happened, but like what potentially could come from that in the future. What right. other connections could right. there be? Because then they we then we got uh, hooked up through Yousup, um with some of his friends who mm-hmm. were in like Iceland and Poland mm-hmm. and you know just in other Pol- uh, Poland I believe you know just different of Lat- one of them was in Latvia too Latvia just interesting to know that you know there's somebody in Australia and New Zealand right now that I don't know but tomorrow I'm going to have a conversation with them mm-hmm. and they live completely different lives in completely different contexts but we're all going to share something similar mm-hmm. something foundational and I think that was sort of our theory and in, in the start, and we've been able to, you know, prove that 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 is the case for a lot of people. And is it for everybody? No. Out of those three dozen people that were on those first couple of calls, a handful of them were like, nope, peace out. Like, this is not for me. I'm not into this. I think this is dumb. I'm not ready for it. I don't want it. Whatever. I've got something else. And that's fine. Some other people were sort of one foot in, one foot out kind of back and forth. They show up here, they show up there, but we're here if you need us. And and mm-hmm. that's sort of been the consistent messaging. And, and then we've got some people who we might go months without communicating with. And then all of a sudden you have that conversation and it's like, you, you know, you never left. Right. And I think that's part of that. You know, we all have that friend, right. That we, we don't see for a year, but we still consider a friend. And, you know, the next time you see them, it, you just pick up like it's old times. And I think we've been able to do that over these three years. And, and it, again, it speaks to not like that we've done it, pat ourselves on the back, but I think it speaks to the importance of the human component and the recruiting and the connections and the relationships that you can build. And that a deeper connection is more important than several quantities of connections, that it's about the authenticity of it. It's about the depth of it. And it, it, that, you know, in some, some form or fashion has, been able to give us some evidence that, you know, these things are important and they do work. And, you know, but there's also been sides of this where you and I were up at two 30 in the morning, trying to design a website. We don't know how to build a website we're trying to figure out how to code and, <laughs> you know, how to embed pictures and videos and how to write things and trying to figure out, okay, well, if we're going to create this product, like, should it cost anything and what's it mm-hmm. worth? And then we're going to work on, uh, you know, clinic, presentations and just putting like the little nitpicky details on, you know, Google slides and cre- crafting our own portfolios. And then the idea that we could potentially have a chat and yeah. we're at 140, what uh, this past yeah, Monday is 140 second week that we've, yeah. you know, coming up on three years in yeah. August that we'll have had that, the EC rocket chat going. And it's neat because every week we never know who might jump in or get connected um through that and yeah so it's just even the the way the chat came about I think most people don't don't
0: know this story of you know we were having conversations with somebody else who runs their own chat kind of like to do a guest spot on theirs and I'm driving up a mountain in Colorado like I can barely hear anything my wife is sitting in the car like dude like why are we on the phone right now? We're in the middle of, you know, right outside of Denver. Like we should, we should be focusing on this. I'm like, this is a business opportunity, you know? And like, then you and I talk about it. We're like, wait a minute, we could just do this on our own. Why do we, we don't need to rely on anybody else. And I think that's probably been one of the the coolest part about the last three years is our own self-reliance. Like we have not had to grovel at anybody's feet to just do what we want to do and i think that may have been one of our earliest sort of realizations together of dude we own it we can do whatever we want if it fails Mm -hmm. that's on us if it succeeds that's on us and sort of realistically looking at how the chat came about and us thinking you know what we're just going to name it after our pathway. That's fine. And now that has taken on a life of its own where people will text like, I rocked this, and that has become a verb. You know, it's just like that. It's mind blowing to see like things that did not exist before three years ago have now entered the lexicon, at least in the people that we know and sort of the circles that we're in. And we now also have enough content to jump in and be like, hey, we made a video about that. Hmm. Hey, check out this medium link to our chat. I mean, some of our EC fam, like I've heard from a couple of them recently that their Tuesday morning. So you know how you and I talk about like on Tuesday morning, people should be using the workbook that we're going to put out like their Tuesday morning is going to the medium and they may not answer the questions on Twitter, but they're looking at what we talked about last night. And where the chat went, and I think it's just it's been really impactful from a standpoint of anybody can talk about two three zone on a Twitter chat, and it's probably going to get more people to jump in, and that's okay. It, but I, I have no interest in talking about two three zone on our Twitter chat. That doesn't move the needle for me, and I know it doesn't move the needle for you. It might be important in in a in, you know in short term like how you get into alignments and things like that. But I think the longer term piece of it is how are you really reflecting on what you do? And I think what it has done is actually made the experience better for kids. And I even think about the way that I write post-practice, like post-practice feedback for myself. And I rock through what we did in practice. And that is, I don't think is something that existed three years ago, partially because we weren't practicing three years ago, but through even our own evolution, how would we approach that differently? I mean, I see, I see the way that we practice plan is largely similar to the way it was, you know, three years ago, five years ago. Like, I think we were sort of on the bleeding edge of some of that, but then reflecting about it, I never really did that before. It was just like, okay, this is what I think about here's what I think we should do. We have game coming up now. It's like, how do we structure that? It's just, that has taken, even though we're trying to provide it for other people, we have gotten better just by virtue of the fact that we engage in it every week. And we're the ones who have to write the questions and we have to do all of those things. So I think it's been a cool growth process too over the last three years. I did want to float you a question and we did not rehearse this. So this might turn out to be great or it might not and we will see if we have to cut it or not we'll see what is your favorite mistake or funny story that we've encountered in essential coaching
1: uh well it's hard we've already mentioned it but it's hard not to go back to the very first call when ec almost didn't get off the ground to begin with Mm -hmm. um and that we quite honestly just proved everybody. We don't really know what we're doing yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it, and the, you know, these last three years probably don't even happen if we just kind of give up at that point. So I, I think it's hard not to, not to look and point at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, there's also just been a lot of, um, from a, like from the business side, I think yeah. thinking that we have to rely on other people to like get ourselves out there. And there have been, a lot of people that have been very gracious and very helpful Um, but you've also got people who are helpful and they're looking for something in return Mm -hmm. and sort of understanding like that side of the you know the quote-unquote business and like Mm -hmm. the capitalistic side of it and that while yeah it'd be great to do this for a living and make money off of it that's not necessarily the goal so you want to share and you mm-hmm. want to you want to do it more for like these altruistic reasons but at the same time you we do you you risk something mm-hmm. when you share something for free because somebody else out there's likely to take it and run with it and then they're profiting off of it you know mm-hmm. either your ideas or your inspiration and i think i i guess it's hard to call that like a mistake mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a, that's been a huge learning opportunity for me. And yeah, it's
0: been a lesson learned. So I think maybe that's the way I should have phrased it. Like
1: the best story or lesson learned, but certainly. Yeah. Because I, I, and I think where like the lesson for me is there is like, when you do create something and you own it, that is freedom. That's independence. That's. Knowing that, like, if we want to do something or try something, like you said, like, if it's, if it fails, if it, it's on us. If it succeeds, it's on us. And having that control, that independence, that freedom has been extremely liberating, especially when you and I have worked in, you know, businesses and organizations and systems of where we're relying on somebody else to tell us whether we can have a day off or not, or right. Whether we can go to the bathroom or not, or whether right. you know whether you have to get a sub to do this or do that. And so it's just it's neat that we have, have been able to craft a space where we have some of that, even albeit even if it's just a sliver of the day, mm-hmm. we get to be ourselves and express ourselves and sort of be liberated in that. And I think that's probably been the biggest lesson learned, I'll mm-hmm. say, uh, throughout this entire process is that that opportunity is out there, but you have to be a little careful and guarded in how, you know, how you kind of go about it, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I think in a similar vein, I would say that the biggest is honestly, is a funny story looking back and I'm not going to, we're not going to mention any names, but Kyle, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The nerves that we had going into a meeting to tell a particular individual that we were starting EC in the first place yeah and that we didn't want to sort of compromise like some level of of that relationship or or step on toes of like similar content or something like that and I just remember us being so nervous like oh my God what is this person going to think Are we gonna get you know are we gonna get yelled at whatever and it Mm -hmm. turned out to be fine it is actually probably one of the best things that we ever did Mm -hmm. of divesting from that particular group of like Nah, i think we can do this better and i think that there's you know but in in the moment we were still in this this ideal sort of we have to ask permission to be ourselves type of thing because that's where i think we had gotten to that point in our in our lives and in our careers and sort of in our even just our everyday of feeling like we belonged to someone else and their schedule or someone else and their corporate structure or someone else and the the paradigm that they had created and we felt like we wanted to go off and do our own but we still needed other people's permission to go be great and I'm not saying that we've we've figured it out. I think we still have a lot more to go. I think three years in the midst of, coming out of, and then back into a pandemic, there's certainly been a lot of growth for us. But I foresee that there's going to be even more as both of us think about kind of the next, let's say, even the next five years where. You know you alluded to to a book that's going to come out pretty soon and you know potentially life changes in general and how we navigate those things growing playmakers and essential coaching at the same time like i think those are really cool opportunities that are not separate from what we do on a daily basis mm-hmm. right i think that sometimes it's looked at as like, okay, well, you got a side hustle. You have this, you have that. It's like, no, like all of that stuff serves to augment us as practitioners in what we do on a daily basis for a living. I think when it doesn't have anything to do, that's when it becomes a distraction. But literally this is what we think about all day of how to grow as a coach, as an educator, as working as an administrator. How do we help programs become successful And so as we're watching our EC fam thrive, as we're watching the people around us thrive because of the influence, even as small as it might be, that we've been able to have wherever we are, I just think, you know, the exponential growth is coming and it's already started, especially when we've had that impact and sort of that, um, the influence on student athletes around us. I think it's just like, it's going to explode and I'm, I'm excited about the next three, five, seven, 20, 30 years of this,
1: because there is really no finish line to it either. Correct. That's, that's very well said. Um, And I I think you're right. It's, it is exciting because you, you do want to sort of look back and celebrate kind of where you've been and where we've gone and come from and all those kinds of things. And that's, that was sort of the point of this, you know, sort of happy birthday uh, episode um for for you and I to kind of sit here and reflect. And but the, again, the exciting thing is like, oh, we don't know what the next idea might be, or the ideas that we've had. And there and we've got a handful of ideas from even three years ago that we never even got around to, you know, right. trying just right. because it wasn't the right time. And it doesn't mean that those things won't come into existence at a at a later date. Um, but it is difficult to try to balance like a, you know, your kind of your, like you said, like your, your work life, like your, what's going to pay the bills. And this is viewed as like, oh yeah, you have your quote unquote side hustle. But again, it's not, again, I wouldn't view it as a side hustle. Like you said, it's integrated Mm -hmm. into what we do anyway. 100% from me going from coaching to teaching, to working in, you know, athletic administration, communication, and you know, these, all these different roles and hats that we've played you from high school, you from college foundationally it's the same thing and Mm -hmm. so we we don't have to take off our ec hat to go to work Mm -hmm. that that hat never comes off you know and and that again i think has probably been the the next lesson for me is that you don't have to be somebody different when you move from room to room you know the, the the landscape might be a little different the the task at hand is going to be a little bit different maybe the way we go about it is going to be different but foundationally everything is still the same and it's been really neat to find like-minded people organizations companies that like other people might view as like quote-unquote competitors mm-hmm. and it's like no like one of the one of the best pieces of uh advice i ever ever heard was like with our, our buddy Jay Fry he was like we can't serve everybody like it mm-hmm. takes all of us not not one person can serve everybody out there everybody has to we have to sort of all be in this together and it's neat seeing like other people who have similar ideas and that sort of helps um, reinforce what you're doing you know and maybe boost a little bit of that confidence but then it's also great to see that like no we can still do it our way mm-hmm. and we kind of have our own spin on things and some of those like I'm wearing the cheese, be cold, uh, hoodie you're wearing stack the deck. And just some of that, that language that has become synonymous with the coaching, like rocketing, heat, the cheese stack, the deck, you know, those, the human component, when you see those things on social or, you know, somebody wearing a cheese, be cold hoodie, or I'm walking across campus and a third grader is like, Heat the cheese, <laughs> you know, that's the that's the yeah. cheese, man. That's the money, man. You know, like, or a
0: college student says the same thing walking through the athletic facility. They're like, yo, heat the cheese,
1: heat the cheese. Right? Yeah. And like,
0: Hey, how come we didn't get gear this year? Although the last right. year's kids got it. And I'm like, I don't, i sorry. You know, like, yeah. but they want it. You know what I mean? Like, that's been really cool.
1: I mean, I'm drinking coffee out of an essential coaching coffee mug, you know, that you sent to our Thursday night, you know, coffee drinkers and just those little bitty things I think are, are, are really awesome and special. And, you know, being able to, to have the confidence to push send, to hit publish, Mm -hmm. to create, to, to make a hoodie as ridiculous as the cheese be cold hoodie. One, just one random Thursday night and be like, no, I bet let's just make that. and We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't like there's, there's a 0% chance that that you know, works itself into fruition to, to say like, no, I think we could do the chat our way, you know, no. And, and, and again, like credit to all the people that have encouraged us to do some of those things. I mean, we, we did not do this podcast for a really long time because we didn't think it was something that the world needed or that we didn't have the time or that it wasn't the right space, but people were like, no, I think you guys can do it. And I think it would be good. And, and to get, you know, those people who we we know through some medium Mm -hmm. and on a certain level like trust their opinion and it's like no if i if you think this is can be good for you i think it can be good for me let's let's do it right um and again just to have sort of the courage or the the, maybe the recklessness (laughs) to a certain degree to say okay yeah let's do that let's try it um that's been really great and so you know First off, congrats to you and happy birthday to you and on on behalf of us as the essential coaching guys, but happy birthday and congratulations to everybody that's been a part of it in some form or fashion, either directly or indirectly, OGs to extended EC fam, you know, from the the, the tippity top of the the, the professional world and, and, you know, in the WNBA all the way down to power five college, to small college, to high school, to junior college, to youth to in and out of coaching, to the medical field, to law enforcement, to the management field, to wherever, you know, these things may go across different sports. Um, again, like that's, that was our hope was to connect. And, um, hopefully we've been able to do that. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, hopefully we've been able to do that for you at some point along the way. And if somebody is to find this artifact, you know, of an episode in the time capsule a month from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, or somebody's like, what's a podcast? Let me, let me dust this thing off. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> one of do these days. Th-
0: what do you think podcasts are going to go the way of the CD? You
1: never know, <laughs> right? Like I was <laughs> watching a community episode last night and they were making fun of VCR board games. Yeah, that's fair. And those went away I had a Wayne's world, VCR board game back in the day. You know, those are gone. So you just, we don't know, right? We don't we, know. And, and, and we don't know where we might get to show up next, but uh, we certainly appreciate everybody who has been a part of it you know whether you catch us on here or through another medium through an and an, you know in the past or wherever we might be in the future
0: yep hey, I i couldn't agree more and it's it's just exciting that we have just scratched the surface of what ec is about and what it's going to be about and as we always like to say the human component is undefeated and it doesn't matter where you work or what you do that will never change so we appreciate y'all being along with us on this ride. And and here's to another 30 more years of this, not just three. And we'll see you on the next episode of Essential Coaching Conversations.